Welcome to the Lewis and Sluggers podcast with your host, Zach Wood. We cover everything about MLB. From the regular season to the postseason and even the offseason, we got you covered. In episode 29, Marty, David, and I discuss Max Scherzer's three-year, $130 million deal with the Mets, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager's big contracts to the Texas Rangers, Robbie Ray to the Mariners, Starling Marte, plus much more. We hope you enjoy the episode, and don't forget to shop our merch at lewisluggers.com. Thanks for tuning in. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 29, a very special episode with my co-hosts, Marty Castro and David Hummel. All right, big news day for Major League Baseball. A ton of signings before the impending lockout. Some big numbers, some big teams. Well, some teams getting some big free agents and completely changing the perception of them and other people signing these uh, large extensions as well. We're going to start it off with Max Scherzer to the Mets. Three-year deal, $130 million, break, uh, breaking the record of the average annual, $43 million, and with an opt-out after two. I need y'all's input on this. Tell me what y'all think. As a, as a division rival, I despise this immensely. I feel with Scherzer, Going to the Mets, they're going to become more insufferable. They're going to complain harder now that they have two of the best pitching arms this side of the millennium, and they're still not going to make the playoffs. Ooh, that's a hot take. Not going to make the playoffs at all. Because here's the thing, though. Yeah, you have you have Degrom, you have Scherzer, yeah, yeah, and you have who else do you have? You ju- they just got Marte. They just got Marte, 478. Okay. All right. So let's see. They got Marte. They got Lindor if he ever wants to hit. They have Alonso if he doesn't become a strikeout machine. And that's pretty much it's it. Ca- Cano is back, right? Cano is back. Yeah, Cano from using drugs. <laughs> from but using drugs. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If you spend so much money uh, to get two players, one of them is – most likely going to be a future Hall of Famer, Max Scherzer. You, you're not you're not building up a strong cast of him. Yeah, sure, you got Lindor and you got Alonzo, but that's all about it. Your bullpen is awful. Your hidden core, when they want to hit, is awful. They, they can't do anything. They don't have a solid bullpen. They don't have a solid anything other than starting pitching. It makes no sense. They have a strong one too now if they both stay healthy. And I think we know Scherzer probably yeah. will stay more healthy than DeGrom. But DeGrom, when healthy, even in his short times of being healthy, is filthy. I mean, he's, I mean, last year, didn't he have like a one something ERA? 1.08. He would have broken Gibson's record if he had played. That's and also, too, unreal. he even got Cy Young votes. Yeah. So, he deserved yeah, it in some regard, I'd say. You got a one-two. That's all you got. Like, you got to get that hitting core up to a strong enough, a strong enough door mark in order to actually get places. Because otherwise, you're not doing anything. You're just going to so, wallow in second or third place. Right. As you say that exactly, second or third place, they were third last year um, in their division. So, And they had led almost 
all season long. And then it was, I think what they said, it was one of the bigger drops of someone being in first, like all season. And then, then lost it, not on the scale of probably the Boston Red Sox that one year, but definitely uh, made an effect. Yeah. Yeah. They said that after DeGrom got injured, that's when they all fell off because he ended up getting injured and they thought he would be back by like the end of the season. He ended up, they ended up shutting him down because they just wanted not to risk it. Now you got, they said it was a down part. Yeah. I mean, you still have Edwin Diaz. If he can, if he, you know, I think he had a bounce back year, right? And you mean, you mean Ed Luz Diaz? Ed Luz. (laughs) Let me see his stats. It's, it's, Marty, it's, it's a trap. Don't do it. Uh, and then you got Carlos Carrasco, right? I know he was injured for a little bit of last year as well, coming over from the yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Carrasco, trade Carlos, from, with the Carlos Guardians. The yeah. I know uh, Carrasco, I mean, he did decent. His time was there. And then remember, Syndergaard put, pitched the two games, but he is uh, gone. But, I mean, let's look at this team. You, you have – you got Nemo, McNeil – Lindor, J.D. Davis, uh, you know, Pete Alonzo, McCann. I really liked when they got McCann. I, I mean, I feel like that infield is going to be good, especially with the outfield addition there with Marte. They just, mm-hmm. have, they just have to stay healthy, stay consistent, and, and be smart. That's all they have to do. If they, if they miss up on one of those three things, they're going to miss playoffs. Now, here's my question here's, here's to you. Something I'm gonna oh, add. Go, sure, sure. So, I was a lot of people were, were predicting they think that the that the Grumman Scherzer are, are could arguably be the greatest pitching duo of all time. Uh, I mean, I think they are, but I'm not saying they're the greatest. There was a lot of great duos before these two came together. I mean, they're probably the two best pitchers of the 21st century, but that's a little kind of far. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a small sample size because the Grom has only pitched for six years and Scherzer has pitched for a long period of time. Scherzer, I think, is what, 15, 16, and then the Grom's exactly. only like six. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So here's my final question before we move on to Robbie Ray. Scherzer, the past year and a half or two years, there's been all this talk about how he won't go to the NL East Mets. Why the change of heart? Is it the payday? Is it what the payday does as a representation of him being a union rep and what that means for his fellow uh, peers? Why did it? Oh, there has been a lot of this talk about he never wanted to go to the Mets or he doesn't want to go to the Yankees or just this. What, what do you guys think it is? And why Why now? Is it really just the $43 million a year plus all the uh, the furrow money that the Nationals are also paying? He's making like 50-something million this year, $58 million next year, I should say, with deferrals plus his current AAV. I think it's the money. You think it's the money? Yeah. Yeah, true. You did. You you say one moment that you don't want to be on a team like the Mets or the Yankees, but as soon as that money starts flowing in, you kind of have to roll with it. You really, once you once you back out, you, it's gonna. Once you go in rather, it will be very hard to pull you back out from what you originally meant. And I feel like that's what Jose did. And also, too, plus everybody had had him not even going to the Mets. The Mets are not even. Everybody had him going to St. to the Cardinals because he's from St. He's from St. Louis and went to University of Missouri. So, I think most likely the Cardinals. I'm not sure if they offered money. Maybe they did, but 
like he wanted to go to the Mets because they said the final four was Mets, Angels, Dodgers, Giants. So three California teams versus the lone New York team. So it seemed like New York was willing to offer him the money while the other three. Uh, I do know that the Dodgers and Angels offered him around like two to like two years where they're going to be in the max, but not like over a hundred million. This Mets, Steve Cohen and uh, Billy Epper, they just 130 for three years and 43 guaranteed. That's pretty good. I think it's kind of wild, but hey, you know, we don't have all the time in the world, and I could talk about this forever. We might, might even talk about it later, but Robbie Ray, five years, 115, Cy Young winner, goes to the Mariners. It was just a random tweet out of the blue. I remember it was from uh, Jeff Passan. So what do you guys think of this move? Because the Mariners were, were very popular right towards the end of the season. They had a, a super yep. slim chance to make it into the playoffs. Do you think they're even better yep. now? Nope. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna fall a game and a half short because they don't know how to do proper game management. They, and they sometimes just don't know how to bring up prospects. You, we all saw what happened with Jared Kelnick last year when he initially brought up. He tanked. Did he come back in the latter half of the season? Yeah. But he still needs time to develop in order to become a true superstar within the organization. And other than Bobby Vay now signing on, who else is being in Seattle? You don't have a whole lot of you don't have a lot Kyle of Lewis. there. Yeah, I mean I I I'll be honest. Uh I don't know as much about the Mariners as I should. Yeah, I mean honestly, I don't even know. I know they have Kyle Lewis, he was rookie of the year and it was Paxton I mean, on a one Mariners or two are- year deal, I can't remember. Paxton's out. He's 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 out. He got Tommy John. He's out for all next year and all of next year so, too. I thought yeah, he so had it like the first out. week of like this season, and then like or twenty twenty one seasons, and then he, like you take that whole they year. They said he would be he would be back by at least early twenty twenty two. Was they said? Okay. But he actually they really he they didn't bring him back. He uh they resigned. They didn't sign him. So he's a free agent. Basically, because they didn't pick up his contract after oh, okay because he was okay. just on a one-year deal oh i didn't yeah i didn't know what deal oh, he was oh. at. yeah how do we feel about a uh, cory kluber to the rays <sighs> i don't like it as like a yankee charlie fan morton. i don't i don't like it as, at all this, this could be another charlie but, morton this thinks but i but Tam, i think tampa's starting to do something I don't know. I, don't I know, know. I know. Starting, I starting. They made the 2020 World Series. <laughs> I mean, I hate it. You know, on one of the cheapest budgets ever. Listen, listen, listen. You don't understand where I'm coming from. All right. They, yeah, they made it. In, they made it in 2020, but then they, but then they became sellers to in the beginning of 2021. Yeah. And now they're starting to pick. They're becoming buyers. Mm. They're starting to realize now that they have money. They're now. They're starting to come onto the scene as a big market team, even if it's baby steps. They they have the attention now because of what they did in 2020. They're making moves. They signed uh, Wander Franco to that extension that we talked about in last episode. Very true. They up Corey Kluber. So I feel like now it's pretty much a competitive four-way horse race for the ALEs crowd. We don't talk about Baltimore um, because they suck. Yeah. Um, but 
it's but I think Tampa if they can if they can get things right with Corey, they're going to be really fun to watch. And plus, this could be like what Charlie Moore and look what happened. Charlie Moore went there after Houston revived his career, and he helped the had a big part in the Braves winning the World Series. Maybe Kluber could, with that, maybe he could revive his career. And because Kluber from 2014 to 2018, he was one of the best pitchers. He's probably one of the best pitchers of this this decade. He has two Cy Young awards. He puts up ridiculous strikeout numbers issue he's just been very injury prone i mean when he first came up he was very durable and the more durable guys he was up there in starts complete games and innings now he's just kind of falling off but i think he could get back to once because with tampa i mean morton did it maybe kluber can and plus tyler glass now will be back oh they don't they said that he won't be back till 2023 oh my god really i just looked that up right now jeez man what? Well, you know what's crazy about that? I just, because I his Tommy John. Yeah. Look. No, go ahead about the Tommy well, John. What's crazy about that? Well, I'm older than. So him. he said he won't be out. He. <laughs> they said he will be out until 2023, oh and God. they think his contract's up after 2023. Yeah, so he's gone. Who knows? Maybe he, he's gone. He gets. He's gone. Either that or he's cheap enough to hold I know on people to. S- Bummer. I really like because that guy. Said, he destroyed the Yankees. Can't even be mad at it. Just can't or, be. He's pretty good. I mean, and plus the he, the race finesse the Pirates in getting him. Oh yeah, total. Just, let's talk about the Pirates oh, for a second. It's like no. some. It's like for a second. Literally, that's all they deserve. I mean, the this rotation of Pirates pitchers straight up going to other teams and performing tremendously better than they were. I mean, gosh, they need a new pitching coach in Pittsburgh. And there goes the one second. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, like moving MLB, on. That was like an MLB. <laughs> moving on. Coach, right? We got to move on. We got to move on. We got too much. We got too much, man. Uh, Buxton, seven-year extension, $100 million. The guy barely oh. plays half a season, maybe a little bit more. How are we feeling about this one? Minnesota is smoking some crack. I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> he only played 61 games, and they said it's he was not- the number one prospect in baseball for from 2011, from the year he was drafted to until he got called up. So wait, so wait, you're telling me that a number one prospect has never played a full season in his career? Just signed an extension worth a hundred million dollars, basically. And they said he was the best player available in the 2012 draft, but he ended up going second in the 2012 draft. Yeah, I'm go- I'm gonna say uh, you made a mistake there, bro. Uh, Minnesota, why did you just spend all that money when you could have just acquired other pieces or just sell him for better prospects? I mean, when you, you can't break build it. About- yeah, I mean the price is fair. I actually say the price is fair. The average annual, like I think it's a steal for the Twins. I just, just I feel like he's a, uh, he's a uh, Aaron Hicks, you know. Yeah, he's he's an Aaron Hicks. I feel like he's made of glass, but if, when he plays, he's great. So he, if he gives you a good eighty games. And he's performing at an elite level, and you're seeing that the you know the wins above replacement come into effect, and he's 
the game decider for you for you know a lot of those games and maybe that's what it is and the defense is pretty good too and the speed mm-hmm. you gotta stay he was called up at age 21 since 2015 at age 21 he's only managed to play one season with over 100 games that would be 17 age 23 he played 140 games he put up uh decent numbers he batted 253 with 16 home runs and 51 rbis with the obp of three uh 14 is slugging a four 13 and an ops of 728 not bad but those i games feel like they can feel better about miguel sano than with buxton to be honest yeah true sano is a bit of a he went down a lot to be to uh, minor league assignments but i feel like if he can get him straightened up he can become a true face of franchise for minnesota or or jorge Polanco for that matter yeah, he just needs to get the average better. Plus, he's always up there in strikeouts. Exactly. You need to you need to lower the strikeouts, my dude. Just focus on getting base hits and getting walks. And plus, he crushes so much. He had 30 this year, but he struck out like almost 100 times. And then his exactly. he was batting like two third 23. That's not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is this whole situation with Kevin Gossman? I is yeah. So what, he's, yes. he's not. He's not. Yeah, he the basically Giants. left. Where in the world is he? Where, where he is he to going? Toronto. He went to Toronto for five years, $115 million. Wow. At this um, point, tomorrow, just open up books for Bo Bichette and Vlad Jr. Just give them monies. Please give them monies. You're going to have to keep them unless you're going to have to I don't know Bo if Bichette. they'll be able to keep Bo Bichette, though. I think Bo Bichette I could see as a cardinal. Uh, I don't think they're going to keep Bichette. I think they know with Bichette... They could get a good return, and then the money they don't give the Bichette, they'll give the keeping Vlad because of you know just who he is in general, you know. What about Abishio? I mean, Abishio, he just he's just mm. been injury prone. I mean, it's just sad because his dad was good. Oh yeah, I I think oh, Bishio wow. is great. I just got no. I just I wow I just got news about the Marlins of how they got Jacob Stallings. Yeah, I yeah, I heard about that one oh, earlier. And then also too, the Blue Jays have but their rotation looks decent. They got Ryu, Gossman, and um Barrios. Yeah, if they if they can stay healthy, they're definitely one of the, those four that can come out of the AL East. Or with a wild card. Yeah, I mean Ryu, he's he he just had a lot of injuries, but he's yeah. kind of gotten it back after he had that twenty nineteen where he became to Kershaw two point oh. Yeah. So wait, is Kershaw still in LA or he? he he's no, he's, a, a he's yeah, he's, he's, he's he hasn't agent, but... signed yet. Yeah, he'll go tomorrow. Right. He'll sign Chris by Woodward. tomorrow. Chris Woodward might uh, is trying to get him. He should. They should get him. I think if you get you get look at those three guys coming into the Rangers. That's a good. I mean, that's a brand right there. Um, As we that's take what a you live want. look at Dude, I would love to, I would love to watch a game with Kershaw pitching. Simeon at second and Seager at short. I would absolutely love that. I, at least I know I'm watching three great players that, you know, and you know, it's, they got a, the Rangers still need some more pieces to be complete, but what a start. I mean, honestly. Um, all right, let's move on to, um, well, I guess while we're on topic, I thought we had already talked about it. I guess not. Marcus Simeon, seven, one seventy five. Corey Seager, 10, three twenty five. 
It's $500 million dedicated to these two players over the next seven to 10 years, you know? So thoughts, opinions, uh, questions, comments, concerns. I, I, I want to hear them from you guys. I feel like you guys are going to have good input. Why is the, the Rangers 50th anniversary that go all out? <laughs> my main question is why? <laughs> I think my why is on Seager. Not so much. I'm fine with the Simeon deal. You know? I really yeah, I'm am. I'm fine with Simeon too. My, yeah, my I think the Seager deal is why do you have issues atrocious. With why do you I think, think that, I think I think it's a ma- I think it's a major season. overpay. I really do. Um, well, I mean, Seager said that the Dodgers weren't offering him nothing, and then he said the Yanks had offered him something, but there's no information about the contract. I'm curious to see what uh, Cashman offered, but it seemed that the Rangers probably went up more, probably got the 10, 325. I mean, now it makes him the highest paid shortstop in league history, I think. I'm sure oh, other, it other teams offered him nine, eight to nine year, and then he told Texas add another year, and then they did, you know? Um, I just, I don't know, man. I think this, I, I think it'll be fun to watch him. I just don't like the length. I don't know. Um, interested to hear what our other co-host Jake says later on this evening about it. I'm sure he's he, he was definitely ecstatic, uh, uh, but, you know, I don't know, man. I think it's an overpay. I think it's an overpay. I mean, he was MV World Series MVP in Texas. Uh, he he did have a good postseason. I mean, his stats this year—he only played ninety-five games. He's he's an uh, he's also had the injury bug because he had just came off. He had Tommy John surgery, twenty twenty. He didn't he p- played majority of the season, but twenty twenty one he was out for most of the season. But he did bat three oh six, so that's a good sighting. But on the other hand, I don't know. That's kind of a little those are contracts you don't know what you're gonna get. You can get maybe good five, good five, and then a terrible five. So yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to pull up his baseball savant page real quick. Um he had a great year, I'll give him that, right? Three oh six, like you said, nine fifteen mm-hmm. OPS. Absolutely, you know. Uh, his hard hit percentage is 89. That's fantastic. His X slug was 90. So, I mean, that's great, you know? Um, so I wanted to take a look at his stadiums. So expected home runs by ballpark just to see if it would make any difference here. Um, and I believe it's lower. I think it says 14. So he hit 18 in 2021. So out of those, you know, it would only have been 14, I think. Uh, yeah, this tells how many how many of this player's home runs would have been out of other stadiums. This accounts for different wall heights and distances, but does not attempt to adjust for environmental effects. So for, for these purposes, you know, the Blue Jays home field was still Rogers, Rogers Stadium, Rogers Center, not not uh, Salem Field, I guess is how you said it. Salem, I don't know. But I, I think there's some... I think there's tremendous talent here. He's a lefty bat, right? And I think when you – he was on my target list for Yankees to pick up. Just wasn't – you and I, Marty, we talked about his injury, uh, about, about yeah. being injury prone. And I just uh, – and then the, then the talks are like – it was like, oh, he might have to move to third after a while. And it's like, then why? then why are we picking him up to begin with? 
So <laughs> it's like I didn't see a point. Well, he plays sec. He's played second and third besides yeah, we, short. We already got a sec. We got two second basemen on our team. You know, one of them is lucky enough to be able to play first and third. But our third baseman, I still really like. Uh, oh my god, I'm trying Thank you, John. Yeah, Ursh, I, I love Urshel. I think his defense is great. You know, I think he needs a better. Last year, I thought that at the plate he wasn't as good as he was the year before. So. You know, I think we need some improvement. I think if you added Correa or you add, add add Story, I think the Yankees improve. I think if you bring back Rizzo, you could call it a day and go get some relievers and maybe a starter. But, you know, all in all, I think it's all interesting. I think this – honestly, I love today. Today it was like something new every 20 minutes. It was – you know, we talk and talk in this podcast about how, like, baseball's not doing enough to market itself. Well, I think today they killed it. I think MLB was the talk of the town. Yep. And yeah, like, it, all these contracts, all these money that's, like, going around, like, that's big. And plus, we got the big news with Texas, with Seager, and then Scherzer going to watch uh, New York with DeGrom. Like, that's pretty cool. And then we take a look at Philly, and we have done exactly nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, Yankees don't have I'm anything either, my guy. I'm in Spain, but the S is silence. <laughs> I was the like only... that for a while, man, with the Giants. But hey, we got Alex Cobb. I mean, the, Alex only Cobb. Thing, the only thing the Phillies have done right now is not pick up the option for Dubal Herrera and Andrew McCutcheon and Didi. And we and we let Hector Neris go to the Astros for two to three years. We placed Roman Quinn on on waivers. We got Hector Yinwa, I think, from the Braves on waivers. And that's oh, it. Wait. We haven't done anything major. You guys are trying to get Corey Knable. Oh, that's oh, how wait. you say his name. I, don't, I have heard nothing. Yes. That's how, oh, I don't know. That's how you said it. I thought it was, that was. I thought it was just Nebel. So okay. yeah, I thought yeah, Canable. Oh. That's how you say it. Can, it's three syllables. Watch, watch the Philly somehow land Nick Cassianos, and I just take back everything I just said. <laughs> Yo, but Cass, you see how much he wants though? He wants at least uh, seven to ten years. Yo, yo, Philly, <laughs> give us some, give us some relievers and one good starting pitcher, and boom, we got you, Nick. We got you. We got Bryce Harper. We got JT. We got Is Gene Segura. We're all good there. We got big. We got Reese, and we need a third baseman. I just realized that we need a third baseman. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's... we're good. We just need bullpen. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the list of things I had on my uh, topic of conversation. Uh, we wanted to provide a little bit of time for for a therapy session here. It because is this <laughs> as as much as I love today. Uh, some might find today to be stressful. So I want to get your take on all this, Dave. Is it too much news in one day for baseball? Yo, uh, yeah, <laughs> because you go, you scroll through Twitter and I scroll and I just got back on Twitter. after like a two month hiatus. Um, I look and I log on, I look at all these things and I'm like, so he's going where and how much and what and huh? And then you hear the news about the new CBA stuff. You mix that in with the signings. You're like, great. I'm getting a repeat of 94. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Make it stop. 
while it's true, like what you said at the beginning, yeah, it's good that baseball is branding itself. It's putting itself out there with basically over a billion and a half dollars and a half dollars being spent, I think, combined so far with how everything is with the free agent signings. Yeah. It's so much to take in because you're going through, you know, you have, once you figure out once a player goes, you know, you ask yourself the question, it's like Zach asked, why did he go here? Is it because of money or is it because of amenities? Was it because of other, other factors? There's so many questions that goes in, that go into your mind once a player signs. And if you get a lot of big names signed to, to different teams on the same day, your bin's going to get fuzzed really quickly. So I just feel that, you know, if you need to take that break from Twitter, take that break from Twitter, man. The only thing I'm waiting for right now is December 5th when they announce committee votes for the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm waiting for these days. There you go. That's all I can hope for. No worries, man. This 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 whole this whole day was just eventful. Off with the first starting off with the Scherzer going to New York and already like seeing with him and Degrom now together makes me realize like maybe I should put some money down to see if both of them can get at least two hundred Ks on the season. I saw that though that odds like skyrocketing, so I might put a bet on that. I'm not sure, but that would be pretty cool. And then also too with the Seegers and everybody else, but. My main focus, I'm just waiting for this whole CBA thing. I mean, I don't want to have no 1994. I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was even born in 94. That was six years before I was born. But my uh, cousin, well, my aunt's ex-husband was a replacement umpire for the 94 uh, World Series. He used to be the umpire for the Padres at spring training in Yuma. And he was called up to be put into the replacement umpires. And he told me to say where they used to throw stuff at him because he was a replacement umpire. And no one wants scab players. Or yeah, just, no replacement <laughs> players. Well, Joe Nuxall was one. He was 15 years old when he came up for the Reds. Yo, I, yo but but Joe Nuxall wasn't a scab. He he didn't come in to break up a strike. He was just the youngest person ever to be called up. That's crazy. It's imagine if that happened yeah. today. If you were 15, get your chance. Like, you leave high school for a day. What happens? You become yeah. a major all star. Brett, I want that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. All right, guys. God, but help, we, God, God help the sport. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that being said, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. That's a wrap on episode 29. We're slowly getting back to the rhythm of doing these on a routine. I love it. Love talking to you guys. It keeps me motivated. What? What is a routine? <laughs> it's a made-up thing where your mind thinks that you're doing things at the same time all the time. <laughs> Oh, so it's like procrastination. Got it. <laughs> it is, man. I'm terrible at it. ADD over here. All right, guys. No, we uh, love it. <laughs> it works. It works. All right, guys. Take yeah. it easy. It's been a pleasure. Take it easy. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Lewisville Sluggers podcast. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Lewisville Sluggers and on Twitter at L Town Sluggers. Thanks again.